Hi everyone and welcome to my podcast. I am Prashan the Wordsmith. The purpose of this podcast is to share my knowledge on a variety of topics ranging from communication, empowerment, mindset, positive thinking, as well as to gain knowledge from others in subjects such as yoga, spirituality, anti-discrimination and current affairs. The episodes will be presented as an interview podcast. The frequency of the episodes will be every two weeks. Hi there, this is Krishan and you're listening to Krishan the Wordsmith Show. I hope all of you are keeping well. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 9. Today, I have a new guest, a friend of mine, Mr. Muhammad Zairul Nizam Baharum, or Zairul for short. He is a certified master hypnotherapist whose recognition has been in the area of team effectiveness, learning game design, and mental training in sports. Zairul was featured as a successful person in Malaysia 2020 by Britishpedia Volume 2 and a certified virtual presenter O&E speaker. He is a co-founder of an award-winning company called Accordia Training and Development. This company develops and commercializes and has trademarked many learning games and simulations such as Temple of Doom, Eastern Trading Company and Graceville Farm to name a few. Zyrol has facilitated and delivered keynote addresses to corporate, governments and institutions. He has been in the industry since 2001 and until this day, continuously designing and creating new games and simulations. I hope you will enjoy this candid and uh, dynamic conversation I have with Zyrol. Feel free to give me feedback using the survey uh, at the bottom of this podcast. Thank you and looking forward to uh, engaging with you in future episodes. Have a nice day and take care. Bye. Hi everyone, this is Krishan and I have with me uh, another guest to talk about another very important and interesting topic. I have with me Inche Zairol. Uh, he's got quite a long name, but uh, for short, I will call him Zyrol. Um, so welcome yeah. to the Christian the Wordsmith Show. I hope all of you are keeping well. And uh, his name, his long name is actually Muhammad Zyrol Nizam Baharom. But uh, <laughs> to make things simple for you and me and our listeners and viewers, we will call him Zyrol. That's fine, yeah. right, Zyrol? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, so I'll just uh, give a little bit of an introduction about Zyrol and then we'll get started on our conversation about the 
topic. So Zyrol is a certified master hypnotherapist who's been uh, recognized uh, in the area of team effectiveness, learning game design, and mental training in sports. He has been featured as a successful person in Malaysia 2020 by the Britishpedia in their volume two and a certified virtual presenter e-speaker. He's also the co-founder of an award-winning company called Accordia Training and Development, uh, which develops, commercializes and trademarks many learning games and simulations such as Temple of Doom, Eastern Trading Company, and Graceville Farm, to name a few. Uh, Zyrol has facilitated and developed, sorry, de delivered keynote addresses to corporate, government, and uh, other institutions. He has been in this industry since 2001, and until this day is continuously designing and creating new games and stimulations. So Zyrol, thank you very much for accepting my kind offer to be my guest today. Uh, I hope uh, things are going well for you. Yes, yes, things are going good. Um, it's interesting how you mentioned about my name being wrong. <laughs> Actually, you are not the, the first one. Uh, I, I remember when I, I, I did my studies in New Zealand and when they're looking for uh, doing the attendance and when the lecturer is stuck at one name <laughs> and I'll be like, okay, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how, which which one do I mention? Yeah. Somehow so, you had the sixth six sense that is probably the lecturer is stuck at trying to pronounce and figure out which is your first name. Yeah, yeah, correct. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, that that's usually the case now. So it's, that's very much common nowadays. Okay. In fact, some people say that my name is long, and my name is only like two syllables. It's oh. Christian, right? And they say yeah. it's long. Uh, is there a nickname? Is there a short form? And I'm like, uh, I rather <laughs> not you shorten my name if possible. Unless <laughs> you have tried and you're struggling to pronounce it, then okay, <laughs> I can give you an exception. I can give you a chance. La. Because I love my name. It's a very unique, uh, lovely name. So um, uh, I understand the challenges some people perceive some names as long. So yours, yeah. Uh, yeah, you have more than one. Uh, you have a first name, you have a middle name, but I suppose Malay names are like this, right? You have more yeah. than one name. Well, traditionally it has been, but uh, I think now uh, with generations to come and I think my kids' generation, all their names are short. We want to make sure that it fits the IC, if not. And then you can <laughs> fill out the forms uh, uh, for the passport <laughs> and all that stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah, like my, my eldest sister, she's got the, because she's the eldest, right? She's got the first name uh, and a middle name and another name because both grandmother's mm. names are oh, incorporated into her name as well. Okay, then uh, 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 my parents got a bit smarter. My uh, second sibling before me just has a middle name. And from me onwards, it's one single name. <laughs> you know, it's interesting how names also can affect one's mental health. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, true, true, true. Because yeah, yeah. sometimes the, the, the root, uh, root name or the root source or the actual meaning of that uh, name 
in different languages and different cultures, as you said, yeah, perhaps, yeah. yes, it could affect uh, right. uh, the mental yeah. health. Uh, Especially of when you're mentioning about writing form. So we, we have, a, I have a friend who is uh, Egyptian mm -hmm. and they have a culture, they have a culture of having uh, their grandparents or grandfather and late, 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 late grandfather and wow. grand, great grandfather, all of those names collected uh -huh. and put into their name. So they literally have like two lines in their passport. So, wow. so when they write, uh, they, they always have this issue when they go to the airport. Because like you said, writing the form. So everybody's in a hurry when you're writing a form. Yes. So he didn't put the whole entire name. Uh -huh. So he just put the name. Okay. Now when he does that, when they come to uh, reach the custom area, he gets stopped. Oh no. And say, this is not he said, yes, it's me. It's just I, I just write part of my name, not the whole name. Okay. <laughs> so he gets integrated, you know, interrogated and <laughs> took a little bit of time. Uh, so that uh, that's always a, a stressful moment for him uh, every time he's at the airport. <laughs> oh, okay. And I I wonder whether um because you see certain standard forms like uh they only have like I think what 20. 22, 25 <coughs> character boxes or something. So if your name yeah, is really long and in between you have to leave spaces, right? Then it's, it's extremely challenging. <laughs> la. Correct. You have to figure out where, where else do I put it? Do I put it in the back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So aside from the the, the um, introduction I gave about you, uh, mm -hmm. I believe uh, there's many other things you have done, right? Uh, Zyrul, uh, we were talking uh, the other day, um, you studied in New Zealand. Could you tell us a little yeah. bit about yourself, uh, your upbringing, your educational background, and what you've been doing? And then we will talk about the... Uh, a mental health topic and the pandemic and other related uh, things. Ah, okay. Uh, well, um, I, I am, uh, I would say, uh, fortunate enough that my late father was uh, a diplomat. So I had, or my sister and I got the luxury to, to, ex to experience living in different countries. So wow. we, um, of course, there's pro and con. We don't have yes. any childhood friends. Uh, <laughs> So we started moving, or at least I started moving from the age of two. Okay. Um, so our first uh, posting was in the uh, Philippines. So your sister uh, is your older sibling, is it? My younger sibling. So oh, she's your younger sibling. Two years younger than me, yes. So I'm the eldest in the family, so there's only two of us. Um, so we went to uh, Philippines first, and then we were posted in China. We also posted in Canada. That was the longest that we have stayed, uh, which was five and a half years. Okay. Um, Bangkok and as well as in Washington, uh, D.C. in U.S. Ah, so uh, you spent time in the U.S. and Canada. Cool. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, in, when my parents was in the U.S., I was in, in New Zealand. Oh, okay. Yes. So, yes. so that I did, I did my, my, my university in New Zealand. Yeah, you studied uh, sociology and psychology, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, so Was I did there social a science. specific reason why you chose to study both? Ah, well, at first, uh, I initially wanted just to focus on psychology. 
Uh-huh. And uh, it, I think after the first year, uh, our dean or the dean started to uh, uh, approach me and said a lot of what you're doing are also crossed with sociology. So why don't you do a, a, a double major? Okay. So when I did, so when he said that, I said, well, why not? All the papers uh, are similar anyway. Yes. And it's quite interesting. Yes. Um, okay. And I, I, I like psychology is um, is very precise. Uh, you know, you you really need to remember a lot of, of theories and a lot of dates and uh, a lot of old people. <laughs> um, and even the format for you to write the essay is very specific. You know, you okay. have to use the AP format. Yeah. Yes. Um, but sociology is a completely different realm. Uh, you yes. are you can really express what you want to say as long as you can find support, uh, yes. you know. Yeah, you can uh, back it up with do. references and articles and all right. that. Yes. And, and the best part I remember about sociology was um, uh, it was heavy on assignments. So oh, in, one, <laughs> in one semester, we only had to submit three assignments. Uh-huh. And the, the major assignment was worth 60%. Oh no! But there's no exam. That's the best part. Oh no, exam! Wow. So it's a very different way in which they are evaluating the students. Yes, yes, yes. And 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 the the best the other best part is if the lecturer find that you have a case, you know what uh -huh. you're trying to say is, is there. Yes. Maybe it's not complete. Uh -huh. They will give you back the assignment, and then they say we'll give you one more week, so to ensure that you get better grades. Oh, that's great. Yes, I, I like that a lot. <laughs> so, but you know, not everybody gets the opportunity. I think I got the opportunity only about twice where they okay. said, you still haven't got the spot yet. You're not on the dot yet. Go in and, and, and revise, um, you know, your, your assignment. So, okay. okay. So I, I kind of appreciated that. How, how did you end up or how, why did you choose to go to the university you chose in New Zealand, uh, Zyro? Oh, okay. Well, basically, uh, why at that time uh, New Zealand was an option was because um, it was almost by accident. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> uh, not many Malaysians I know um, at that time uh, went to New Zealand, but in recent years, a lot of Malaysians are going to Australia and New Zealand. Mm, yes. Uh, at that time, uh, the currency rate was also 1.7. So it was, it was economical to go to New Zealand. Okay. And why I say it was by accident, it was more on an opportunity that fell on my lap. Ah. Um, because they had a, New Zealand had an education fair. Okay. And um, so I I graduated from high school. Uh-huh. And then uh, uh, where did you do your high school, Azaro? I completed my high school here in the International School Kuala Lumpur in Nice okay. KL, uh, because we came back from Canada at that time. Okay. Um, so I went to the education fair with my with my credentials or with my okay. my report cards and whatnot. And um, and I went to one university in New Zealand. They said, okay, because you, you graduated under an American system, uh -huh. so you needed SAT, in which I did not have. So, and then I went to another university. You mean uh, an SAT is needed for uh, undergraduate program? Yes, uh, to go oh. to some universities in New Zealand, not all. 
so and then I went to the next university and I uh -huh. said, well, this is all the stuff that I have. I don't have uh -huh. an SAT. And then they look at my transcript and then they okay. say, okay, well, we'll pick you up at the airport. <laughs> wow. That, that, was, that, was, that, was, that must have been uh, quite... Uh, uh, mind-boggling and at the thing, uh, same time uh, a pleasant surprise for you. It definitely was because I wasn't sure if they were joking. Uh, you Did know, they like, say it with a straight face or were they, uh, was the yeah, smile they, looking a little bit suspicious? <laughs> <laughs> they, they were smiling but um, I was a little bit confused because you know all my, my friends say okay, I have to apply and I have to wait. So when they said everything is good, um, we'll pick you up at the airport. So I had, I wanted to wait for the official letter for me to really know that it is confirmed. But yeah, yeah, because you also need time to digest and process this very sudden but very exciting news. Yes. So when I, I went back home and I told my parents, they said, are you, are you sure it, it can be so fast, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah because so it's something out of the ordinary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think they, they, they were really serious when they had the open, open concept. Uh -huh. uh, and if you bring your transcript and you, everything is prepared, everything goes good, they don't need to, to wait. They can just tell you on the spot. Probably, Zairol, you were very fortunate. Whoever was there who was doing the screening, right, uh, was quite impressed and happy with your results. So they decided, <laughs> okay, let, uh, let's, let's give a surprise. Uh, making an exciting and memorable day for Zyrol. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, I still remember until today. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, uh, okay, that's um, so your degree uh, in uh, your double major in sociology and psychology. Uh, yes. Was it three years or was it longer? Because you had a double major, you added on. Uh, three and a half years. Yeah, so since I added only after one year, uh -huh. so it's okay. La. I only had to add another half a year to, to make sure that I get a double major. Okay, so um, I, 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 don't, I don't know very much about the Australian, uh, uh, sorry, New Zealand uh, education system. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I studied, mine is an American degree. I did a credit okay. transfer, American degree program um, uh, with Rima College here, and then I transferred the credits to Hawaii Pacific University. So I spent uh, three years uh, in Hawaii, mm -hmm. and that was uh, a very memorable, to this day, I still remember it, and I love it so much because it's a totally, uh, it's like a lifetime and a totally uh, different experience of its own. Uh, yeah, okay. Malaysia, we are known to be hospitable, but there, you truly feel the aloha spirit because the people are so friendly, so kind. It's a, it's a beautiful and lovely place to live, work and study. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, even though I was only there for three years, it felt like double or more than that, you know, because it's a totally uh, different, uh, uh, very exciting, very fun, very, uh, 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 I enjoyed the challenge because uh, I didn't really enjoy our Malaysian education system, but I survived okay. because I have photographic memory and I can memorize Zyrol. So oh, for the nice. subjects such as, yeah, uh, subjects such as history, geography, science, uh, what else? English, of course, is my first language. So there's no, uh, that one is a piece of cake for me. Uh, those kinds of subjects, I study smart. I don't study hard. 
So I listen okay. to the teacher. I take notes. The, the, high, uh, the highlighter is my best friend. I highlight mm. the important points in the textbook. Okay. And I cram on the day of the exam. Okay. Oh. Because that's what I mean. I study smart. I don't study hard. I am not criticizing any other people who study the whole year round every day or every early morning or late at night, whichever is their most uh, peak time for them to study. They have their routine, right? Yeah, yeah. My, my style and I realized that uh, it's better to cram on the day of the exam. So I will be like crazily 20, 30 times I'll be reading the, my notes in, the uh, in my exercise book and the textbook and all that. So absorb like a sponge. Then come the time of the exam, I will be very, very alert and careful because I dis it dissipates so very quickly. So I write certain keywords so that it triggers the, the memory and you know the points come back to me. Okay, so that's how I survived Malaysian education system. Okay, which is based on a British uh, education system. Yes, you are saying mm -hmm. viral. It's interesting uh, you mentioned your, your studying uh, method. Um, and, and, and of course, and you're right, there are people with many different styles and variety. You know, there's the one that burns the midnight uh, oil, there's the one that, that study like one month prior to the exam and yes. one week. Uh, and and uh, when my study days, I, I've, I, my surroundings have these variations. Uh, you know, I, I remember going to the library, but we did not do any studying at all. Oh, <laughs> you know? God. So that's what was going on. This is a catch-up session, uh, chill-out yeah, session. Becomes, uh, it becomes, hey, I haven't seen you for a long time. Well, and then she chat. So, <laughs> obvious. <laughs> you know, like, so, uh, but my style is, I'm a little bit like that, but I start a little bit earlier. Um, you know, I, I give myself a week before uh, an exam. So you cram a week ahead. I cram a week ahead. I also have friends who, who do not study at all. You know, like okay. our exam is tomorrow. Yes. And you're like, hey, hey, jump, jump, let's go for a drink. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but you have exams tomorrow. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so these are guys, but they do extremely well. And I, I think that they, they have the photographic memory. Okay, so like you, you just answered the question I was about to ask you. How well did they do? Or were they very confident it's about the, the exam? It's amazing. They, they are so relaxed, so calm. You know, they, they, it's like, it's nothing. There's no, there's it's, no like a, it's like a, a routine for them. La. It's not a big, yeah. it's not a life-changing, serious, <laughs> oh no, I must do very well, you know, everything must be perfect, you know, all that. Yeah, but you, you know, but what is so important about that is they have created a, a style that they're comfortable with and they also bring the same habit to their working environment. Uh, I have colleagues uh, who have a major, you know, like uh, uh, currently I have uh, that they have like a major presentation tomorrow. Yes. Uh, and but then they, they got the news, you know, that it, they need to prepare for the presentation one month before. Uh -huh. uh, so they have one month to prepare, yes. but they don't take that one month to prepare. They will prepare one day before. Oh, so they seem to thrive under pressure. Yes, but you see, that is really the value because they have developed a skill. You know, it, it's a skill that if they prepare one month before, the presentation will not be as amazing 
as preparing it one day before. And you know, I, I think this I is. I suppose they are playing through their strengths, uh, Zairo. It is You're not right. just a random thing. They know their their talents. They know their strengths. They know their weakness. They know when they are at their peak or when they are at their best. That's right, and and I think that has a very strong contribution to a healthy mental health or an unhealthy mental health. Okay. Uh, because you, this is a, a skill that you have created during your study time. Yes. Throughout the years, it may change. Yes. Due to what kind of industry that you go into, you know, some industry. If you go into um, uh, law, yes. Uh, <laughs> You will not have time to prepare one day before. Uh, There's I, I, just I too much so. of the yeah. paperwork and too much of Correct. research to be done. Yes. Yes. So the preparation has to be a way, way. Uh, you know, you have to give it a lot more time in advance as compared to one day before. Yes. Uh, you know, yes. so it always depends. But it is a skill for them to adapt to certain situation, and and. And it's amazing. Uh, they will they will come up with flying colors, with that kind of pressure that they provide themselves. So, why why I I link that kind of example to to um, mental health is the amount of pressure, okay. and I, I believe when you have that practice in terms of pressure from studying days, it is a skill that you have adapted to even now working environment. Not just work, also yes. family. Uh, you know, like you wait the last minute, but you are able as long as you are able to really focus in delivering what you're supposed to deliver. Okay. Then, then you you are not breaking any form of mental norm that you already have. Um, okay. There's pro and con to it. Something when, that you uh, can to you do. explain uh, what do you mean by mental uh, norms? I roll. Because I don't think okay. many people would understand this concept. Mental norm, uh, I would say habits that they, they are used to. Uh, okay. Things that, are, for example, um, if uh, you said that you know, your friends know whenever you are feeling uh, stressed out, uh, you know uh, that your friends knows when uh, something's not right. So yes, because, uh, because uh, the number of messages and the tone of my messages change. Uh, so if it's a good day, it's maybe one or two messages, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, in a short succession, in a short period of time. But if it's a not so good day, there's going to be about double the amount of messages in that same period of time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's exactly it. So those, uh, your messages is that mental norm. Those are your habits. Those are your pattern and your practices. Yes. Okay. Uh, now, when I say there is pro and con to it, yes. is when a mental norm is overused, that means okay. your, your, uh, your, your, your practice, uh, every time you feel stressed, every time you feel pressure, you behave the same way or your, your techniques are the same. Okay. Um, it tends to become overused where your mindset will not work anymore. Uh, you know, your mind would not would not accept it as, oh, you are coping with certain pressure, certain stress. Your mind will say, well, this is a certain practice. Uh, this is a normal behavior. So the mind would not uh, begin to start coping with certain stress. Okay. So that is the con. I suppose the you, hit, you hit a certain threshold, is it? Where it's like, yeah. uh, 
like uh, almost like a dead end or something like that. Correct. Yeah. So so it that means that strategy doesn't work anymore. Right. So uh, so that is the con when you have certain uh, rituals that you do. Okay. Uh, but the pro is mm -hmm. the pro to that it forces you to look for other strategies or other solutions. Uh, and that's really the value because sometimes um, the word stress yes. uh, or, uh, or, or uh, mental pressure, if you want to call it, okay. uh, it has a bad reputation. Uh, yes, the, because... the very common connotation is negative. Correct. Um, but what if we change the meaning of it? What if we translate to this is not so good for me, to maybe it could be something good for me, or maybe it could open up opportunities for me, or maybe it could be, hey, what if this is also a resource to me? Right? Okay. If I can give you something very simple. Yeah, because um, uh, people say that a certain amount of stress and pressure is healthy, right? Because it gets you going, it motivates you. Yes, but only if you look at it that way. Okay, so okay. Let, let, let's go through an example. Let's go yeah. through a, a, a simulation. <laughs> a simulation. <laughs> where, okay. Especially now, right? If you, leave, if you leave the house, if you leave the office at about 5 or 6 p.m. Yes. Right? And you're, the distance that you're supposed to go is about 30 kilometers. So that's quite a distance. Yes. High potential, high possibility that you will be stuck in uh, a traffic jam that this road you know usually does not have any jam yes. this road is usually very smooth but today or this entire month this road is not moving it's amazing yes. right? so, so you you need to think about what is what are you translating this to be uh, and what are your emotional response so in one case you could be like, oh, this is so frustrating because this road is usually smooth. Uh, I'm late for my appointment. Uh, you know, I'm tired. I need, I need, I need my, my me time. I need my downtime. But unfortunately, this massive traffic jam is getting in the way of it. <laughs> yes, correct. You're right. <laughs> so, so you need to so look at, really focus on your energy at that time. Energy, is it going towards the negative explanation or definition of what you're feeling? Or is there a positive to it? So a lot of people, when I, when I talk to them about what is, what is so positive about Traffic Jam? Well, you can listen to some audiobook or you can listen to music, or okay. I don't know, you can do some people watching. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, but then that's, if you're not careful that, about the people watching then you get some dirty looks and some people may get yeah. irritated and give you some hand gestures or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they will give you your the driving finger <laughs> yeah yes so actually listening to music listening to podcasts uh you know watching uh uh youtube because you're stuck you're not really watching where you're moving um it, it will help uh, up to a certain point, but it doesn't change the definition. It will assist you, but it doesn't change the definition. Or so another if, option, Zyrol, 
of course using yeah. hands free is you actually call a friend yeah. <laughs> and use this time to catch up session so you can talk <laughs> about your day you can um, <laughs> release whatever pressures and stress or whatever's on your mind and then the same yeah. th same the other person also can do lah but then you, you have to see whether whoever you want to talk to is available to talk to you at that time lah true true and that's a good way i i remember many years ago uh, this is before my my best friend passed away and uh, uh, if i'm driving and i'm feeling so sleepy uh-huh i call him <laughs> and i call him with chit chat and he said you're calling me because you're feeling sleepy when you're driving right <laughs> said, yes <laughs> please talk to me <laughs> he's like yeah 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 let's talk <laughs> so i i used to do that a lot good but that is also i would say a strategy but it does not translate to a different definition okay now if you look into a traffic jam remember stress uh, or mental pressure is the meaning that we give it yes so if traffic jam your meaning is oh this is horrible uh, uh, i'm going to be late blah 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 if we change that kind of meaning to hey you know what what if the meaning goes to traffic jam means people are out moving about they're shopping they're spending money money is going around that means economy is doing well our economy is picking up uh, you know everybody's out uh, that means uh, we are slowly running away or controlling this pandemic and we're moving towards endemic yes so this is what i mean by finding a positive definition to what you're feeling at that time now having said that there's also different um, circumstances if for example there's a death in the family yes yes at a certain point that you can say okay maybe this person the, the positive part of this is uh the person the is, person not is no longer suffering yes and they live yes, a good right. life exactly right they're going to a better place <laughs> you know so this is the the feeling is still there but mm -hmm. you are giving it a different definition that's all you're changing so the, the narrative moment, you're you're exactly right uh, you're changing the narrative behind that so it's always begin from how you define it the narrative but this takes time create. right zero it is not something that you can do in a short period of time there are steps to this it takes some time oh of course um it is just like any other skill uh it is just like uh when i have uh when i run my hypnosis session um and usually depending on the case my yes. hypnosis sessions are only four sessions okay and why do I, why only four uh, because this four session is just for me to teach you a skill ah. and this skill that you do on your own so when you do on your own it uh -huh. has two ways one okay. is if you keep on using it that means this skill you become better and better yes. that means you are able to uh, focus and you are able to visualize strongly when you already have the skill on your own okay. or the other way is you do not do it at all and you say you know what it doesn't work it, it didn't work i don't know why I'm not sure why so that's exactly it it is it's it's a skill and it requires you to practice rather than you just they call it lepas tangan and just let it go right yeah like you know it's languages true. i noticed like uh, you know uh, the three years i was in uh, in hawaii 
most of my Malaysian friends were speaking English. So even though I wanted to still keep my the fluency of Bahasa, my fluency of Bahasa deteriorated because I didn't get to use it. So I was very fluent uh, in uh, spoken and written Bahasa before I uh, went to Hawaii to do the second half of my degree. So the three years I was there, I didn't really get much of a chance to speak Bahasa. So when I came back, uh, fortunately, most of the positions I was working in didn't require me to use my Bahasa. So I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Okay, but later, you know, um, uh, you come across colleagues who are not very fluent in English, and then you have to use another language like Bahasa, or, you know, sometimes, you know, the cleaners uh, uh, that uh, are working in your working place are from Indonesia or elsewhere, so they're using Bahasa, and that is where the challenge is for me la, to, to, to pull out the, the what, what little I remember about my fluency <laughs> of spoken Bahasa, from long-term memory into short-term memory so I can use it. But then what I do is, I roll is, I tell people, uh, I haven't used my Bahasa for a long time, okay? So correct me if I'm wrong. And, uh, and most of them do because I smile and I tell them, it's okay, tell me if I've used the wrong word. And sometimes mm -hmm. in the course of talking to them, the mind, the gears, uh, the wheels are turning, right? Then as yes, I'm yes. talking, I realize, oh, okay, sorry, this is the actual word. It just came to me. So with uh, any skill, okay. if you don't use it, your level of competency and the uh, ease in which you can do it uh, is very greatly affected. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. Yes. I, I mean, it, it, that's why it's called a skill. Um, it is that, but you see like, like riding a bicycle, once you learn how to ride a bicycle, that um, that muscle memory is still there. Although you know, like for example, I give you a great example. Uh, my mom. Okay. My mother, I if I can recall correctly, the last time she actually rode a bicycle. Oh my! I I would say a good solid thirty five years ago. Wow. Okay. Thirty five years was the last time she rode a bicycle that I okay. can recall. And uh, after my, my dad passed away, uh, my dad passed away two years ago, and uh, we wanted to, uh, you know, create some activity, make, make sure my mom gets a little bit busy. Yes. So we had this idea of, hey, let's, let's go to this uh, closest park. Okay. And uh, all of us brought our bicycle. Okay. And, and they, they can also rent bicycles there. Uh -huh. So we were a little bit skeptical. We were a little bit worried if my mom could still remember how to ride. So after 35 years, it's amazing. After 35 years, it seemed like she never forgotten. It was, she was so natural. She just hop on it and she just started pedaling. It's as if there was no gap <laughs> in between her, her last experience. So the 35 so, years just uh, um, went poof in a blink of an eye. Exactly. It, it just... She she just, she doubted herself at first. She's like, I, I can't. I'm not sure if I could. But she just went on it and she just started pedaling and oh, it came back. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's amazing. So a skill will always will, will always be there. But just like what you were experiencing, it may take a little bit of time. It'll to take a bit of time to to build the confidence and uh, right. uh, to feel comfortable with doing something that you've not done in a long time. 
like uh, yes. for me the example and I, I i i on the one hand i i am excited and i'm dreading but i don't know when this is going to happen but it's been may 2019 was the last time i drove a car oh okay yeah so i still have a valid driving license but i haven't driven at all so you're talking about the analogy of uh, riding a bicycle. In my mind, the most relevant one is driving a car. Driving. <laughs> driving a car in Malaysia, driving a car in the US where I learned is a totally different scenario altogether. <laughs> yeah. So I'm fortunate that I learned to drive in the US and it was mm. automatic because Zyro, yeah, yeah. I'm not technically inclined. So if I learned in Malaysia, I don't know how many times it would have taken me to actually pass the road test because you've got with driving manual is very technical you've got to change gears every so often then you've got to deal with the clutch you've got to deal with the brake you've got to deal with the accelerator but with automatic is very simple park <laughs> reverse neutral drive first gear uh, then the second lower gear Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, it's only a simple thing like you just balance between the accelerator, the handbrake, and uh, uh, brake, handbrake, and accelerator. But with manual, it's very complicated. And still, Zyro, <laughs> even though I had a very good and patient teacher, it looks like third time's a charm. It's the third time that I actually passed the driving test. <laughs> <laughs> that's good <laughs> you, you know you know the um the saying is uh people who fail their driving test uh, end up to be better drivers oh really <laughs> because we've just had more time to to improve and to develop the skill yes correct and you take it a lot more seriously uh, seriously you know you you become a little bit more uh, focus in what you're doing. Uh, you 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 check your review mirror more often. Uh, you check your side mirrors more often. You know, and so. then you make sure your hand is uh one hand is at ten, one is at two at the clock yeah, yeah. position on the steering wheel and all that stuff. Correct, correct. <laughs> okay, so now we are we were talking a little bit about uh, muscle memory and skills and all that. Um, mm. so Zyrol, how did you? Once you graduated with your degree, right? Uh, what was your like your first job? What's your uh, career been like before you ended up uh, uh, co-founding Accordia with uh, your friend, our mutual friend uh, Jega? Ah yes, <laughs> um, interesting because when I came back, my ambition or my my direction was to work at Tamunjung Rambutan. Wow, uh, <laughs> I think you're the only get. one I know who is so excited and uh, happily saying my ambition was to work at that uh, hospital Bagyar at Tanjung Rambutan. Very infamous yeah. for uh, people uh, running away and all that stuff. Yes, but unfortunately, I didn't get the job. <laughs> Fortunately or unfortunately, yet to be seen. <laughs> yeah, there could have been many di different pathways, uh, but I, I think, I believe, there are many pathways of choice, but yes. sometimes whichever pathway that we take, ultimately it will also come back to you, you know, it will align, it will, you know, align to what you, you are meant to do. 
but it's interesting because when I came back, of course, I wanted to work in my field, psychology. Yes. And I started calling um, psychologists. Uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Paul Jamunathan. Oh, yes, uh, I he, do. Yeah, up until about uh, three years ago, every week, yeah. I think Wednesday or Thursday, there was a regular session on Light and Easy. And I, I'm a fan of Light and Easy because I like easy listening and instrumental music. I don't like the loud, noisy stuff. <laughs> so actually, I, uh, he was one of the person that I uh, managed to get his number. I called him and asked him. I think he was in the university at one of the colleges at that time. I think so he may we, have been at Monash at the time, right? And then now in recent I, years, yeah, I think he's at IMU. Ah, yes. I believe it was Monash many years ago. So he said, hey, why don't you come over? So we just chit-chat. Uh, and he, he's honest with me. He said, we don't have any opening. Okay. Uh, but I just wanted to give you some advice and where to find it. So I called from like an ex-military psychologist. I called all sorts of psychologists and I got their number. Were these people to... within your own networks or people? Uh, people no, these are all cold calls. Uh, were referrals or that were suggested no. by uh, friends, uh, relatives, uh, acquaintances? So you actually uh, uh, Googled it or you looked in the yellow pages or what? Yeah. <laughs> At that time, it was yellow pages. Yeah, I know, Zyrol. I, I, uh, you and I are the same generation. Yeah. When I came so, back uh, from Hawaii, uh, I went through the yellow pages. I looked for the list of public relation firms and hotels because uh, uh, my, my degree is a Bachelor of Arts in Communications, major okay. or specialization is in public relations, and the minor or sub-specialization is in human resource. And Zyrol, that's not my first choice, huh? I actually okay. wanted to do hotel catering and management, but my family uh -huh. had some really strange ideas about me, a girl, <laughs> uh, wanting to work in the hospitality industry. So they right, discouraged right. me uh, because of that very uh, strange ideas they had about what kind of scenarios and situations I was dealing with. And one of my relatives actually after Form 5 went into working in a hotel, but he did not do uh, any uh, training in that area. So they use that to justify their argument that perhaps this is not a good idea. So then I had to go back to the drawing board. Okay, what is this area I can study that's versatile enough that I can work in most industries? And at the time, um, communications, in Malaysia is known as mass communications, in the US is known mm -hmm. as communications. This was one of those things that was quite popular. And at the time when I was looking at tertiary education, I told you I survived Malaysian education system which is based on a British education system. So I said, no way, no how. I am not going to do tertiary education in a British system. I mm. have been there, done that, enough of it. So I did my research and thankfully at the time, American degree program was starting to become quite popular. And there's a very okay. interesting story about how I ended up choosing my university. I chose the university and then I found out which are the colleges locally that have a tie-up with Hawaii Pacific University. I think some oh. people is the other way. They look at the college first and then they see which, which uh, twinning or uh, partnership mm. is with which overseas university. Yeah. So um, before I knew about the concept about law of attraction and positive thinking and all that, uh, Zyrol, the universe actually gave me something that I didn't wish for at the time, but in hindsight mm -hmm. now, 
it was a blessing in disguise because it laid the oh, foundation yes. to what what I've gone on to do. Okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, I I'm glad. See the 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 pathway kind of brought itself to towards where it's supposed to go. Yes. <laughs> good. 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 Uh, so see, going back to it, you said you call up this military psychologist, mm. Dr. Paul Jambunadan. You were yes, using correct. the yellow so, pages and all that. Yes. Yes. So uh, after after um, many calls and many psychologists, uh, they gave I got one psychologist by the name of Dr. Shikawi. Ah, so the Dr. Shikawi, and coincidentally, he lives nearby. Yes, the gentleman who. Uh, became your mentor, right? Yes, yes, correct. So he, he lived nearby where, where we were staying. And he said, why don't you drop by? Uh -huh. And uh, so we chit-chat and we talked about our plans and whatnot. And uh, he talked about what he does, uh, which I did not have a visual. I couldn't visualize what he was saying. Um, and then he said, you know what? I'm going to have a, a session next week. Why don't you follow me? And he's, he was straightforward with me. He said, I, I work alone. I don't employ anybody. But if you want to assist me, okay. uh, and if you want to learn uh, and see what I do, you can join me. So I, I said, yes, uh, I'll, I'll be so honored. So I, I actually followed him. And the first session, he was training um, a group of managers uh, from Petronas. And, uh, and it was a two-day program. And uh -huh. I was there and I was watching him in action. And I'm, I'm just talking to myself and going, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, this is what I'm going to make use of my psychology and sociology degree. So, so <clears throat> coincidentally, the light bulb moment went off for you while you were oh, watching yeah. him in action. Yes, I was watching him and I... Not only was I watching him, I was also watching the participants. Um, and the participants were like, you know, for them, they are uh, different individuals will have the, the light bulb moment at a different time, you know. So you, you're seeing the ding, 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 you know. And yeah, light bulb oh, or yeah. now uh, what some people call the eureka or aha moment. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Exactly. So when they see that and when I saw that, it's I'm, I'm, I'm just talking to myself, oh, this is, this is great. This is how, this is how I'm going to pursue with this. So uh, from that, I also followed him with another two sessions okay. with different company. And then after that, I got a job. So I called him and I told him I won't be able to join him mm -hmm. um, anymore uh, because I got a job. Uh, and he did pay me actually for my, for my efforts. Uh, and uh, although he said he did not, any, he will not take anybody in. Okay. Uh, so my first, my first real job was with Smart Reader. Um, ah, and I was early childhood education, writer. education field. Yes. So I was a trainer and writer. So I trained the <clears throat> teachers who bought the franchise. Ah. Um, yes. So, um, and things moved quite fast. Uh, I was there for three months and I had an offer uh-huh to work for an ngo oh so if you have heard of pink triangle um this is 
Pink Triangle is uh, affiliate, affiliated with the Malaysian AIDS Council. So they uh, yes, work with... they provide support to those who are, what's the word? Correct me if I'm wrong. Those who are HIV positive or those who mm -hmm. have AIDS or something like that? Yes, so Malaysian AIDS Council, they do a lot of programs for people who are living with AIDS. Yes. Uh, the Pink Triangle is an affiliate uh, NGO where they reach out to six different communities. Uh-huh. And six different communities are, if you're ready, uh, gay men, okay. gay women, okay. um, uh, sex workers, yes. sexuals, uh, people who are living with AIDS and also drug users. So six hard to reach community. Okay. So I was a, that, that's why I say it was, a, it was an opportunity for me. So I was a manager for the gay men of Malaysia. And uh, it was okay. very exciting. That would have been uh, you. It's like um, a little bit like uh, what Alice in Wonderland going down the rabbit hole experience for you, right? <laughs> it was interesting. Um, uh, I have to do this all the time. So the, the title is called MSM. MSM. Ah, yes, I think I vaguely heard about it. Please explain what it is. Men who sleep with men. Oh, that's what MSM is. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so I made history. I was the first straight manager <laughs> who, was, who was managing the gay guys. <laughs> but you know, um, a lot of them are, are very much, are very, they're very normal. They're just any, just like any other guy. Um, it, it's just the, the but, sexual uh, But just, just out of curiosity, did they not approach you uh, thinking that perhaps you're gay as well? Oh, I get a lot of approaches. Even <laughs> if they, they know I'm, especially when they know I am straight. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, but but I, it's, it's all... Um, I would say uh, friendly gestures, uh, you know, nothing, nothing aggressive. Okay. <laughs> but that, but that's what I did uh, when I was there. There was uh, we created programs for to ensure that this is a, a safe space for them. Uh, so we have a drop-in center, we have a counseling uh, uh, phone line, um, uh, you know, and uh, and we have like uh, what we call. Uh, events that we run for them as well okay so it was it was very interesting so i was there for for nine months ah, yeah you just answered the next question i was i was gonna ask <laughs> nine months okay i keep on reading your mind <laughs> so, <laughs> oh wow we shall see we shall see or is it just yeah. somehow we're on the same wavelength yeah so I was there for nine months, mainly because we, we discovered that they were running out of funds because okay. the NGO, they're, they're non-profit making and yes. they, they rely a lot on sponsorship. Uh, so we, we all of us was basically forced to look for another job. So they closed down for a while, okay. but now they're, they're back up again. They're up and running again now. Okay. Uh, I still keep in touch with one or two of them. So still, they're still running well. Uh, and so because... Uh, we were forced to look for another job. I yes. got a job with a, a government agency. Ah. Uh, so this is where I moved into sports. Um, so I was there under sports psychology under Institute Sukarnagara. Uh, and I was there under, as a mental trainer and a, um, uh, what they call a program coordinator there. 
So that was a good two years of my life. I was doing training for the athlete. So there was when I was exposed to hypnosis. Okay. Um, uh, and, uh, and I got my certification uh, once I'm out from there. Uh, once I, we started Accordia, so that's why I got my certification in, in uh, hypnosis. So uh, in, in um, Institute Sukran, uh, two years of mental training with our elite athletes. Yes. So that was a very good, a very good experience. Um, and then from there, I moved to, I went to two other training companies before I started my own with okay. Jiga. Yes. So the training so, you were doing was in what area, uh, Zyral, before you, you started Accordia with Jiga? In, in uh, do you mean in ISN or in? Um, um, the two training companies uh, after oh, the, okay. the, the, the Institute Sukanagara. The two training, well, I would say only one. The first okay. training company, I was there for two weeks oh. uh, only. Uh, unfortunately, because, because they didn't know what to do with me for the first two weeks. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, I was born out of my mind. Uh, okay. And, so and you didn't I, I, have any suggestions for them about what, what you could uh, help them with? I, I, I did so much that I could, uh, but they were too busy to entertain me. Oh, so no. their the best response was, okay, Zairo, why don't you read this? Read this. Read this. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. So every day I look forward to the, the, the end of the day meeting. That, that was the only exciting thing that I had the whole day. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, luckily for me, I got another job with another trading company. And uh, that company, th th that's where we learn um to uh, you know how to work with clients and we did or my special area specialty was a lot in team building okay um, and so that's where it started so that skill from that company evolved here as well in accordia how did you end up uh, meeting uh, jega zyro jega was my colleague ah yeah. yes with the same training company <laughs> oh the and one we, the, the the one where uh, you were with before both of you ended up meeting and then setting up Accordia. Correct, correct. Yes, we we were. I would say we came in with that company about the same time. Okay. And yes, we left at the same time, and then okay. that's where we started to. Uh, we. How long we, were you with that company? Both of you were with that training company. About four years. Okay. We were there for about four years, and we thought that. Uh, it is really time for us to to explore. Yeah, it's a good thing we did. And uh, Accordia now is fifteen years old. Yes, as uh, as uh, yeah, that was uh, just about a little over a month ago. Was the fifteen year uh, anniversary, mm, right? In January. Yeah. Uh, uh, in January. But interestingly, uh, because uh, Jega and I uh, know each other through a mutual friend. And so mm -hmm. we are also uh, LinkedIn friends. And uh, LinkedIn sort of in the month of March uh, alerted me that it was Accordia's uh, 15th oh, anniversary. Oh, I see. Okay. That's why I said about a month ago. But yes, as you said, it's January. Uh, maybe uh, the information that was keyed into the profile or whatever indicated mm. the month of uh, March for some yeah. reason. So as I was going through uh, Jagger's profile and uh, reading um, uh, LinkedIn profile and all that, 
I, I recall, you know, I told you I've got photographic memory, right? So my mind works in some mysterious ways. I didn't go for NLP training or any study skills or whatever. I just realized that I had the skill and I decided to use it to my advantage. So um, uh, uh, you and I are talking today because Jaga was uh, suggesting when I interviewed him that, you know, perhaps uh, uh, I would like to talk to you because uh, uh, you, you are coming from a slightly different background and uh, he felt that we would have a very engaging and dynamic conversation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's, that's also the dynamic that we have uh, in the office because he is mechanical engineering. Uh, and mine is psychology and sociology. Uh, even yeah. So he's coming from the science side and you come from the sort of liberal arts. Lah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, correct. And, and maybe the benefit where you, uh, you're in the middle of interviewing me and you've interviewed him, you can also see how we are behaving, how our structure and unstructured uh, we are. So we, we're like kind of the opposite. Uh, individuals that's good <laughs> isn't it opposites attract and make life interesting so there's there's always some uh, some surprises and i suppose because you know each other well there's also a certain uh, uh, comfortability yeah 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 definitely <laughs> yeah well it, the benefit is we got to know each other uh, four years prior to starting the company so we we both understand each other's strengths and each other's weaknesses and with the with the opposite uh, with the hope also that we complement each other's weaknesses as well yes so what uh, i know uh, jega does the like uh, uh, team effectiveness he does the uh, uh, simulation and all those interactive style of training for you it is i think you said you're using more of the uh, a little bit of the your hypnosis training, right? Uh, incorporated in some of the training sessions that you conduct. Um, it depends on what the situation is, but most most team building it will be the same because we both design uh, uh, games and simulation okay. uh, for the sake of team building, or even some of the leadership type program. We also use our simulation. Uh, hypnosis are uh, used mostly. Uh, on one-to-one -one basis, okay. Uh, as everybody's cases are different. Yes. Uh, but if it's in a large setting, the best you could do is more on, you know, like clarity or relaxation, something that is general for everybody to use. Um, Somewhat like meditation, could... right? Yes. Yes. Correct. And and it, hypnosis also is also kind of uh, perceived as a taboo. Okay. Uh, mainly because people don't understand it. They, they think that it's like black magic. Or maybe some people have used hypnosis in the wrong way. So that's why some people yes. are quite concerned You're and right. worried about it. Correct. Yes. Or they, they just had a bad experience with hypnosis altogether. Yeah. So I uh, with all my uh, participants or with my subjects or whoever experienced any form of hypnosis with me, the first thing I tell them that hypnosis, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Ah. So I cannot give you an instruction that you feel that's morally wrong for you to do, right? So if I tell you to give me your wallet, 
<laughs> you will still have the power to say no. Why would I want to give you my wallet? <laughs> so the you rational the thought is still there, style. even under hypnosis. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and a perfect example is, you know, some days where uh, if you're driving, for example, some days uh -huh. you, you, you don't really remember your journey. Yes. But then you're suddenly home, you know. Yes. So that is self-hypnosis. Your body is still responding to the traffic condition, but your mind is just thinking about something else. So that is self-hypnosis. So it's the same ah, thing. We, okay. we go through a hypnosis session with me. Uh -huh. I am nearly a guide. I'm just guiding you. Yes. Uh, I'm not like giving, putting spells. <laughs> You're not brainwashing or using your powers of suggestion during that time to uh, influence uh, your your client. Yeah. Or, you know. It, it, that, it, that's, but it's still suggestion because it is suggestion based on what you want. Say, for example, ah, the goal, uh, right? Very Correct. Uh, if your goal to see me is to lose weight, yes. then my suggestion is about action uh, for you to take, for you to meet your target, what kind of okay. weight you're trying to lose. Yeah. So that suggestion is very much based on what you tell me. Yeah. Uh, some uh, people uh, use, uh, I understand uh, hypnosis can be used also to like um, deal with addictions, right? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, and, and not just heavy addiction. It, it could be simple addiction. Like, you, you know, even Coca-Cola uh -huh. is an addiction. Uh, I uh, had that addiction. Oh, okay. So that's considered a simple addiction. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, for some people, they, it's not just about smoking. Uh, yes. You know, some people, they want to stop smoking. Some people want to stop chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> then so, some people uh, need help uh, with the, 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 the alcohol. Yes. But the, the key behind hypnosis, whoever comes to see me, uh -huh. I have to ensure that if they come, they must come by themselves. That means it is their own choice. It is not forced by anybody else. Mm. You know, they're not forced by, a, fan, by a, a, a mother or father forced them to stop smoking or, mm -hmm. or a wife to stop you know, smoking or stop eating so much, etc. Et so they okay. must come at their own account. Yes. Uh, it must be voluntary. If not, Otherwise, it's not going to be very effective, right? Not at all. I can tell them straight away they're just going to waste their money. They're just going to waste time. Yeah, so it, and it's not going to work. So they must... They must come at their own account. Okay. Um, so, okay. Yes, I understand. Um, so these last two years coming to almost two months because uh, we are already into slightly past the second half of the month of April uh, <laughs> has been an extremely uh, trying and challenging time. Uh, for everyone, uh, especially with the, the, the well, uh, because the pandemic hit us uh, unexpectedly. And, you know, everyone has their various challenges and struggles and all that. And um, um, what, uh, what, uh, what are some of the things that, I know you are in a training company, but I wonder, um, privately on the side, do you actually see clients, um, 
uh, uh, to help them with whatever uh, various uh, challenges and issues they have aside from um, um, the the work you do uh, in training and accordia, uh, Zyro? Um, I would say if the case is something that is outside of my jurisdiction because uh -huh. I am not a certified counsellor, uh, I would actually, uh, I received maybe half a dozen of inquiries. And if it's something that I am unable, I feel that I'm not qualified, I will refer to some of my friends who okay. are qualified. So they run, they actually run a, a, a company um, with psychological services and counseling. Yeah, so I think that will be uh, a responsibility, although I studied it, but uh -huh. I did not pursue to, to get certified. So okay. I think it would be only fair for me to refer them to somebody who's more qualified to do so. Ah, yes. okay. Okay, so yeah. most of uh, your um, time uh, and energy is spent on uh, the training uh, and together mm -hmm. with Jega uh, developing Accordia uh, to meet the needs of the current uh, clients and potential clients, correct? Yes, yes, definitely. Okay. But, but uh, it, it does have a strong link to um, mental health. A lot of the programs that we run uh, are because they have been um, from the office. For some of them, they live alone. So okay. uh, it's a little bit harder for them. They don't have anybody to speak to uh, mm -hmm. unless it's virtual or on the phone. Yes. Um, so it's a little bit difficult, a little bit more difficult for them. Um, so we created uh, some programs, even though it's still virtual, uh, according yes. to company policy, uh, but uh, we still run games and we even created virtual games to ensure that there's a lot of interaction, there's a lot of decisions, uh, there's a lot of avenue for them to discuss. So uh, we went in from into that angle rather than a direct individual approach. So it's more on team, team health. Uh, than individual health. Yeah, and I think one of the things I believe Jega talked about, and it's also on your website, is uh, after the training is done, um, your both of you or, or your team decides to do like a follow up, right? Mm -hmm. Oh yes, yes. I think this is one of the biggest value uh, when you run a session. Uh, the follow up is not so much of a ROI for the client; uh, it is more for the participants. Okay. Uh, because they get to see their own changes, um, you know. So I, I think that's one of the biggest value when we do a follow-up session. Uh, okay. They themselves can see improvement. Uh, when there's no follow-up, um, you don't know, uh, and they're not sure. Sometimes, you know, are, are, are we doing this right, or is there something else that we can improve? Uh, I mean, that's we always encourage our clients to have some sort of follow-up. And it's usually about three months later, six months later. <clears throat> okay. Um, so, Zairul, uh, coming back to the pandemic and mental health. Um, in Malaysia, I think, Connie, shall I say, in the last three to five years, you can say that um, there is a bit of a spotlight and an emphasis uh, on uh, the issues that are related to mental health. Because as you were saying just now, it's still a little bit of a taboo topic but you can say that this pandemic has sort of um, brought the focus that uh, mental mm -hmm. health 
is something that is equally important as emotional and physical health. Yes, this pandemic is about a virus. So that impacts yeah. uh, uh, physical health. Okay, but emotional and, and mental health are equally important. And um, more um, attention and more um, emphasis needs to be uh, put onto mental health, right? Because uh, the, the, the one of the not so good things about this pandemic is it has very drastically impacted uh, most people's mental health because of the various mm -hmm. limitations and measures, of course, for the sake of uh, uh, ensuring that uh, we minimize uh, uh, our exposure to the virus and we try our best to um, deal with a very challenging situation in an organized and as planned manner as possible so that everyone is as is kept as safe and secure as uh, as we can yeah uh, I, I think that that is uh, uh, an important uh, observation because it, it, it is true and it, it has to I find that the pandemic uh, it has two directions it's, uh, either it breaks you or it makes you stronger. Um, ah, as the saying says, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it, it always goes on, on which direction you want it to be. Um, and with the, with the element of mental stress, it is just like those who were in need. Um, they, they are already at that stage where they're not shy or embarrassed to ask for help anymore. I think if it's, if it's a plus, the pandemic had developed, uh, given people the opportunity to develop the skill where they're not shy uh, to ask for help. Uh, you know, with the, with the effort of the white flag, you know, of course, there's people taking advantage of it. Uh, there are um, shops and institutions and all sorts of places taking initiative to to set up all these things where you, you can donate and you can, those who need help, you can just take it. Um, it also is the same with mental health. Um, a lot of people that I personally know, they're not embarrassed to ask for help. Uh, and they say, I really need to talk to somebody. I, I just don't know what to do. I tried this. I, I even tried watching YouTube for ideas and uh, it, it's not the same. So if they don't know what to do, uh, they don't have the proper guidance, then it may be dangerous for them. Yes. Uh, the important thing, I think, is just for them to take the first step. Yes, uh, because know, actually, uh, not to interrupt you, but the thought that comes to me uh, is uh, when you say that is, actually, you are showing how strong you are by asking mm -hmm. for help. There's nothing yes. wrong in asking for help. We have our strengths, we have our weaknesses, but when we work with others, even if you are the most independent, self-sufficient person, there is a limit to how much we can do by ourselves. I know this because uh, four years, uh, three months ago, when I embarked on this very daunting, adventurous journey of doing freelance work, I had to figure it out, uh, Zyrol, uh, and it's not a bad thing to figure it out, but you can say uh, I'm thankful that because I was already online, I was very visible. Uh, uh, mm. I was already using social media four years, three months ago. When the pandemic hit, I was ahead of the curve. So the pandemic didn't really affect me so much because I was already having a very strong 
uh, credible, uh, visible presence on social media. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, I later, so I just basically use my uh, knowledge, skills, talents, uh, uh, experience and expertise. And then along the way, uh, I'm a very much a people person. So if it's something that I don't know, I'm proactive, right? And I like to learn new mm -hmm. things. So I will actively seek out things that are not necessarily related to my area of experience or interest. Because in my mind, you don't know when that skill or knowledge will come in handy. And when, when this pandemic hit, one of the good things is I decided to uh, go full steam into upskilling because suddenly things uh, that weren't available were freely available. Courses, mm -hmm. workshops, masterclasses, most of it. And then also the government came up with various training programs yeah. uh, for those who were unemployed or those who were uh, retrenched or those who were like fresh graduates and all that. And I decided to go full steam ahead uh, into upskilling. So this is where I decided, okay, I will learn more about entrepreneurship from the experts, those who are more knowledgeable and experienced. And, um, and this is where also I learned, uh, or shall I say it solidified the thing that asking for help is very important because once you identify that there is a problem, only then can you find solutions and ways to address it. But if you don't know there's a problem, then that is a, that is a, a, a significant issue, isn't it, Zyro? Yes, yes, definitely. I, I think the value is where you already realize that something is not right. Um, and sometimes, uh, you just like what your friends are doing, they, they see that something is not right and they point it out. Um, sometimes individuals can't tell. Uh, you know, they, they, don't, they don't really uh, realize that they're behaving differently or they don't realize that they have a sad face. Uh, they think everything is just normal uh, until somebody has to point that out. Uh, so to have that realization at first is the key, uh, because if not, then it, it becomes very dangerous uh, for, for individual and also for the rest of the family. Um, okay, actually, Krishan, uh, uh, I would like to point out it's almost seven o'clock. Um, yes, uh, understand. Uh, yeah, uh, we, yeah, yeah, we can wrap this up. Uh, before we wrap this up, do you have any suggestions or tips or resources that you want to share with our viewers or listeners who... Uh, looking for maybe advice or someone who they can talk to because as uh, you were saying and I also agree you know some people um, they are feeling very stuck or they are mm. feeling very numb or they are very feeling um, disoriented or out of sorts uh, who are some of the people or which organizations can they reach out to to talk to or to get help or advice oh okay um there are actually quite a lot today. Um, uh, typically, uh, people have heard of uh, Befrienders. Uh, this is uh, uh, a phone line that you can contact with. Uh, when even Pink Triangle is also an, another avenue uh, for you to talk to. Uh, and actually, now there are there are many mini services. I would say like mental health services uh, that can assist. Uh, okay. You can also reach out to your friends. There's also pro and con. I would say if you're reaching out to your friends, you have to be a little bit selective. Yes. Because friends, uh, you sometimes we realize or sometimes we do not realize there are friends who can support no matter what you say. Yes. Even if the situation is negative. 
And you also have another, may also have another group of friends that seemingly support. I mean, I think their intention is to support, yes. but what the outcome is tends to be a little bit negative sometimes. Okay. Yeah, so I suppose it depends really on uh, your frequency in telling them about what is going on with you and perhaps mm. what's going on with them personally. Uh, sometimes uh, initially they were very uh, supportive and willing to listen and all that, hold a safe mm. space for you. But after a while, I suppose it could be a bit overwhelming for them because they are struggling to uh, understand uh, the challenge mm. or the difficulty that the person who's reaching out to them is facing. Right. Well, we can't blame them because they, they are not trained. They're not trained professionals. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, they're just a friend. But even yes. so, even if their intention is good, um, I mean, you know, they're like, oh, sure, you can tell me. But sometimes the, the angle of how they want to approach it may not be as positive. You sometimes, you see, if I can give you an example uh, for a coach. Yes. A coach is somebody who does not give you advice. A coach is somebody who listens and asks specific questions so that you can find your own solution. Okay. So if you're a friend, you may not be a coach. So an advice that you give may be useful for you Mm -hmm. but may not be a suitable uh, direction for your friend. The recipient, so, yes. Right, so it, it, it might create more danger. <laughs> yeah, solution. it can affect so, the friendship or the relationship with the person that you are reaching out to. But I suppose that's life, Zyrol. Uh, sometimes yes. it's a hit and miss. And uh, one of the things I realized with this pandemic, Zyrol, is no offense, but I realize who my true friends are. I'm not saying the, and it's actually the people I've known uh, a year or two before the pandemic and during the pandemic are actually my true friends. I'm mm, not sure okay. why. I'm sure the universe has a plan or something. Uh, yeah. I'm a person who likes to think things through, plan it out, and I like to be somewhat in control. But many years ago, I realized change is in inevitable. So you can yes. only plan and control things, but you have to leave room for being flexible, spontaneous, and adapting. And with this pandemic, I learned a new word, pivot. Otherwise, before this, mm -hmm. I only know Microsoft Excel pivot table. But I learned there is a pivot as in changing strategy, changing approach, adapting to how things change. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, it's... Uh, Yes, uh, I, we will be wrapping this up, uh, Zyro. We've got lots more to talk about, but perhaps we'll do that yeah. another time. Um, okay. Perhaps what we can do, uh, since uh, we need to wrap this up, is uh, uh, I will be providing my contact details and your contact details. And maybe, uh, Zyro, you could provide us uh, some of the, 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 some of the organizations, how to reach out to them, their contact details, and then I will include that when I upload the, the video onto the YouTube channel and then the podcast mm -hmm. the episode, the audio onto the, uh, I mean, the audio onto the podcast so that anyone who wants to reach out for, to you or to me or to any of those organizations to seek help, uh, they have the resource available. Yeah, sure. I can share that with you. 
No problem. Okay. Thank you very much, Zyrold. Uh, uh, an hour has gone by very fast. And that yes. happens when you're having fun and you're having a very engaging and uh, insightful and exciting uh, conversation. Um, and uh, uh, I appreciate very much your enthusiasm when I extended the uh, offer to you to be my guest. And I'm glad that we talked a very, about a very important topic that not many people have been talking about, which is mental health. And uh, we also talked a little bit about what hypnosis is, because I don't think many people know uh, what hypnosis <laughs> is about and how it can be beneficial. Okay. Yes. Um, so I uh, enjoy the rest of your evening and uh, uh, happy breaking fast. And oh, we'll catch you, up another time. I do enjoy your weekend. Uh, and any last words, uh, Zyro? Um, yeah, actually, uh, if uh, for those who are, are feeling a little bit down, um, I, I, I would say that, you know, um, uh, just like what we, what we mentioned just now, if it doesn't kill you, only makes you stronger. So uh, rephrase or give uh, whatever you're experiencing a different definition and you will find your way. So be more resourceful and, and I'm sure it can assist you. Yes, best. and then also don't don't hesitate to ask for help because there are lots of people yes. who want to help, but I myself and I'm sure yourself, Zyrol, we want to help, but we don't want to impose on others. We are more than willing to help people when they reach out to us. So I'm encouraging yes. our viewers and listeners who are listening to this interview, please feel free to reach out to me or to Zyrol or any of the people who are in the list of resources which we include uh, uh, together with this interview. And we, we wish you all the best. We still have another uh, eight months ago of 2022. We have yes. transitioned into uh, the endemic phase, but it's still going to be challenging. And we still need to take precautionary measures for a while so that we can uh, together work to making things safer and as comfortable as possible for everyone. And I wish you, Zyrol, and wish everyone, our viewers and listeners, all the best for the rest of 2022. And uh, we'll be more than happy to, to, to uh, respond to any inquiries or any uh, 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 requests for help and all, all that. So uh, thank you, Zyrol, and you enjoy your evening and you take care. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. You can reach me through the contact details that I've shared in the description. See you all in the next episode. Bye!